Okay, so welcome to Tuesday. You know, we, yesterday we spent a few minutes talking about the president's new idea, his plan, that he was giving to the Democrats with the hopes that the Democrats could actually come to the table and solve some of those problems. Now, we talked about it. I wasn't that thrilled about the whole thing. I was concerned that we're basically giving in. It seems like the president, in a way, is giving in, giving in way too much to the Democrats. This whole issue should have been resolved years ago. It just seems to me like it's an extension of what we haven't wanted, but I could be wrong, but I'm thrilled to death and that our expert on the case, David Ray, Communications Director for FAIR, is with us. Dave, am I wrong, but this seems like we're giving in a little bit to the Democrats, you know, that the president is on this uh, issue? Well, Mel, you're, you are right on target with that. We're not giving in a little bit. We're giving in a lot. Any... Mm-hmm. any uh, compromise that begins with extending an amnesty for illegal aliens is not something FAIR could ever support, although the legend, the language in some of the bill that we've seen today, which is a little bit different than what the President discussed on Saturday, but there's some really good asylum language in there. Unfortunately, it contains uh, you know, language that would extend uh, temporary protected status and DACA, and so it would codify DACA before the Supreme Court has even ruled on it, and it would further extend temporary protected status, all but making it permanent. You know, when we evaluate proposals like this and a compromise like this, we have to ask ourselves if this will fix the problem and, and address future illegal immigration. And, you know, with under that kind of uh, outlook, you have to say with with, with the the answer to this is is a very resounding no. Uh, you know, you have the uh, any time we've ever had talk of an amnesty or an amnesty, it's incentivized future illegal immigration and has exacerbated, not ended the problem. That's why Fair came out very strongly against the president's compromise. Remember. Uh, you know, we all want to be reasonable, and we all want to find a solution forward, but by the president just asking for $5 billion, that's an enormous compromise on his part, beginning the, beginning the discussions in the first place, because we know the minimal cost for the wall will be $15 billion. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we, we don't want him to give away the, you know, the baby with the bathwater right at the very beginning, now, on the other hand, he's up against a tall order having to negotiate with Nancy Pelosi. I mean, here we have somebody who, whose house, whose home, whose mansion in Napa Valley is surrounded by a wall who loves walking around in public saying that walls are immoral. So I don't know exactly how you're supposed to uh, uh, come to a compromise deal with a person like that, but that kind of gives you an idea of what the president's facing. Yeah, you know, it was funny because yesterday I heard somebody talking about this, a Democrat. And they were saying, well, you know, we, we've offered him money, we've offered him money for this wall, we've offered him some money. But yeah, Nancy Pelosi says publicly, how, how many times, I'm not going to give him even one dollar, one dollar right. for this wall. Um, and they keep saying, you know, if we don't, we have to reopen the government, then we'll sit down and, and negotiate this. The problem is this should have been resolved years and years ago. Yeah. You know, and then we wouldn't be at this point. And I'm afraid that, you know, it seems like he's giving in. Like he's giving, you know, the money issue, but also the, you know, the TPP and some of these other things that it seems like he's caving. But I'm concerned that the Democrats are going to say, okay, so we'll give you some of this and then we'll work on giving you the money. And then it's never going to happen. 
Well, I mean, I you know, hopefully what this might do is start a conversation. At this point, the Democrats have simply said, we are not going to discuss anything with you right. until the government's reopened. So they dismissed yeah. this proposal before he was even finished with it. Uh, it is supposed to come up for a vote on Thursday. It will be interesting to see if they can corral uh, enough votes in the Senate to get it passed. That would mean that they would have to get several Democrats to come on board with it. Um, you know, what's interesting about Chuck Schumer's position is that he has repeatedly given very public speeches about how, you know, the problems related to illegal immigration. He's voted for 700 miles of, of border deterrence in the past in 2006 and again in 2013. And now he's saying that a border wall is medieval. I mean, you know, it, if you want to uh, have effective deterrence on our border to stop the problem, in some places offense is fine, but in other places, let's face it, you need a wall. And this is an yeah. instance of there are, there are places along the border where we absolutely do need a wall. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because as this fight has been going on for months, years, but I mean for months of, of late, we went from, you know, the wall to, you know, a concrete, to steel, you know, to now we're negotiating a whole different ballgame. I'll give you this if, you know, you let me have that. And it seems to me that if, if, you know, if you took Trump out of this whole thing, this all would have been resolved. But because the Democrats are so mad at him and so hate him and yeah. so want to impeach him and the power that he has, that no matter anything he puts forth, you know, they're going to say, no, we're not going to do it. So I wondered if it would have right. been easier if somebody else came out and said, this is the McConnell idea and we've got to get the president yeah. to go along with it. You know what I mean? You know, you got to play yeah. the games with them. It's possible that they are so mm-hmm. blinded by their absolute hatred and disgust yeah. of the president that they are incapable of actually having a, a civil uh, com- communication mm-hmm. with him and coming to any mm-hmm. kind of compromise. Uh, for the sake of the country, I hope that's not the case, but, uh, you know, the president is is really running out of options here. Yeah. Uh, several weeks ago he was talking about, you know, declaring a national, you know, humanitarian and uh, security yeah. crisis mm-hmm. on the border. I mean... Uh, you know, nothing has really changed. We have 2,000 people arriving a day. We had 500,000 illegal aliens who were apprehended coming in last year, 161,000 family units, up 50% from what it was. You know, 31% of the women who are coming over the border report being sexually assaulted on the journey. So do nearly 20% of men. 68% of the migrants say they've been exploited. And then on this side of the border, we have, you know, families who are losing loved ones to criminal aliens. So it's a humanitarian crisis on both sides of the border. We need to, you know, stop incentivizing illegal immigration and asylum abuse to stop the rush to the border. Uh, we can do that by adopting uh, mandatory E-Verify and targeting sanctuary cities and building the border wall. But... Uh, you know, on this side, we need to um, better coordinate state and local cooperation with with police departments, so that once criminal aliens are found in communities, they can be deported instead of released back into the communities to commit crimes again. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was watching the new um, invasion coming forth, right, from wherever it's coming from, Honduras or whatever. Right. And there's like thousands of people, right, in this new one that's coming up. Mexico just opened the gates and said, come on in. You know, the new president, who seems to be very anti-American at this point, you know, he opens the gate lets them in because he knows they're going to flow through his country a little bit and they can exploit him and then, you know, come to us. And it, it seems to me that... There's got to be some way, somehow, and I don't know what this is, you know, and I mean, look at you even have, you know, Brian Colfage with his, you know, his group, We Build the Wall out there, you know, $20 million that he's raised, you know, from people who are willing to do it. Not only are they willing to give money, but they're willing to right. do some work. But we can't seem to make the connection between the Americans that want the America secure and the Americans that are exploiting these people, whether it's the Chamber of Commerce or other groups, and then the Americans that, you know, are just so stuck in the mud, hate Trump, that no matter what Trump comes without, you know, up with, they're not going to do this. Well, in the meantime, we have this flood of illegals coming into America, and we all suffer because of it. Yeah, I mean, we might be a very polarized country. I know we're more polarized than I've ever seen it in my lifetime. And I hope we're not polarized to the point of being frozen in our tracks while the nation Mm -hmm. is overrun with criminal aliens and those who are coming here to exploit the freebies and take advantage of American workers and American jobs. Unfortunately, you know, you've always had a political divide. There's a a whole wing of the Republican Party, the Wall Street wing of the Republican Party, loves their cheap labor, and the Democrats see... uh, Immigrants and illegal immigrants is the next uh, group of of uh, soon to be democratic voters, and so there's mm-hmm. incentives on both sides to go with the status quo. And unfortunately, it's you know American families who lose their loved ones at the hands of criminal aliens, and Americans who lose their jobs to illegal immigrants who are who are paying the price for this uh, to our being frozen in time on this issue. Yeah, you know, the president had addressed this a number of times, and he talked about jobs, and he talked about the impact of illegals in America where they're taking jobs, and they're taking jobs from African Americans and from Hispanics. And right. the Hispanic numbers, right, are going up. I mean, what did I see the other day, like 50%, you know, Latinos right. are, you know, like this president, because he is fighting, you know, for their rights. Right. But, I mean, when, when you look at this, when they're talking to these people that are coming in in these caravans, and they're interviewing them as they're walking through, and they're all saying the same thing, oh, no, I, you know, I'm going to America because I've been promised a job. I've got a job. I've been promised a job. I've been promised right. this. And what I want to know, who the hell is promising, Dave? Who's giving them all these promises that, you know, you walk thousands of miles, in two days, which I haven't been able to figure out. But anyway, you walk thousands of miles, and who's going to give you this job? Well, I don't know that they've been promised jobs by anyone other than their family members who are here. Mm -hmm. And they've also been Mm -hmm. told if you bring a child along with you, you can't be detained for more than 20 days because of U.S. law. And if you ask for political asylum, there are 800,000 cases ahead of yours, so it'll be two or three years before we can even hear your case. So with all that together... Uh, you have a, um, uh, created a massive influx of people, uh, and, um, you know, on the other side, you're not seeing Central Americans who are, you know, being sent home. And so people back in Central America are thinking, well, this must be working. Uh, no need to wait your turn and go through legal immigration. You can just scam the asylum process and get right in. And, uh, you know, find a job after you get there. 
Yeah, but I mean, this, so the thing that you know really boggles my mind is how can they get political asylum? Because when they're saying the only reason they're coming here is for a job, right? Not, yeah, that well, doesn't meet the qualifications. So, yeah, what is happening is that they cross. There, there, there are several steps in getting political asylum. So first of all, is you just have to pass what's called the credible fear threshold, and that is based is is just as simple as saying. I'm fleeing political persecution, and that that is enough that to, to get you into the country. And they hold you for 20 days, and then they release you. And when you're released, they say, "Here's the paperwork you need to figure out, and you'll have you'll we'll be in touch with you about your asylum hearing." Now, here's some mm-hmm. statistics that are scary: 40% of the aliens who first ask for political asylum never bother to fill out the the application. Another 31% fail to ever show up for their asylum hearings. So despite the fact that hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, uh, 161,000 family units last year alone were were, uh, allowed into the United States on preliminary asylum claims, only 9% of those will be approved, which means most of these folks are going to receive deportation letters saying, you know, your asylum claim has been turned down, you need to return home, and then they'll never return home unless they are have an encounter with ICE. And as sure. you know, uh, there are many Democrats who'd like to dismantle ICE. So that Abolish would be, it, right? <laughs> they'd have perpetual access to uh, American jobs unless we would adopt the mandatory E-Verify. So it becomes a, you know, it, it, it's a quagmire for this country. Mm-hmm. And yeah. until because we have such a a split between the parties and such a split in public opinion, uh, coming to any kind of holistic uh, portfolio approach to addressing this problem, which is what we need, we need asylum reform. We need to crack down on sanctuary cities. We need mandatory e-verify. We need uh, to build the wall. You know, that takes a lot of deal making and we have to, you know, the Democrats won't even talk to the president right now. I don't know how you're supposed to make a deal with folks like that. We'll see what happens yeah. in the Senate on Thursday when this is supposed to be voted for. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing that, see how they how they work that. And what what Democrats will actually do what they keep saying. They're going to, you know, they want to get the government back up and going, and so they're going to right. cross the aisle to make sure that that happens. I'm, I'd be curious to see who actually falls for that. I mean, we suffer in New York State the sanctuary problem, and, you know, as we keep saying, our numbers grow, sort of. I call them our closet numbers because they're really not considered, you know, there's no way to count the people that aren't part of the real population, but those that are hiding, that are here hiding because of, you know, sanctuary cities. And no one ever counts them, but yet they cost us money. That's why our budget doesn't make any sense in the state of New York. But, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I look at this and... You know, and that's a that's a big part of it, you know, in all of these states across the U.S. or cities, you know, where they declare themselves sanctuary cities, the taxpayers, you know, end up covering the brunt of this thing. I mean, there's only, what, 19 yeah. million of us here. And, and you know, I was last week, I was, Dave, I was talking to people about the difference. So you got California's budget is one price, and they have twice as many citizens. In New York, we're like at 178, 180, you know, billion is our budget. There's only, you know, 19 million of us, but yet that doesn't count those people that are hiding in the shadows. And so I'm curious about, you know, if this continues on the path that it's currently on, 
how many more people, because it seems like they get across the border, and boom, they come to some place like New York because you can blend okay. in. You know, you can Well, hide. you know, I mean, the uh, the mayor of New York, Bill de Blasio, just announced yeah. a free uh, health oh, insurance yeah. program. He's going yeah. to help insure 600,000 residents who right. do not have health insurance, which, you know, if, if taxpayers want to pay for that, that's fine. But but sure. what's outrageous is that 300,000 of them are illegal aliens. These are people yeah. who are doing, you know, jobs that are, you know, probably not paying any money into the tax base. How many children do they already have in the school system at, what, twelve, fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a child, and now they're going to get free health care on top of it? It incentivizes future illegal immigration. Yeah, well, remember, in New York State, it's like $20,000 to educate a child in the public education system. So wow. we're right up. Yeah, we're way up there because that's the way New York is, uh, you know, right. the cost of all those things. You know, last, last week I talked about the loophole. There was, a, you know, one of the stations in 2012 did a, a segment on the tax loophole where they were, sign, they were filling out the 80, Form 8812, which was the additional child credit. Form yes. where you know they had their they got their I-10 number so they could file taxes. Then they can claim all these kids, nieces, nephews, whomever, who were in Mexico. And I had a number of people who said, "Well, there's no way that can happen because you know the government wouldn't give these guys money." I'm like, you know, and you send them proof. It's like the government's sending these people 10, 12, 13. There were two cases at $29,000 in a refund for kids that never don't even know where America is. Wow. <laughs> it is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. That was, a, yeah, that was a station that did it in um, in Indiana. I think it was WTHR. Yeah. Yeah, Unbelievable. Just, you know, but, and you can, you, know mean, what, you can understand why people are outraged. Yeah. Oh, I know. The just You know, it's continual, Dave. It's one thing after another. You know, we're struggling to make ends meet. And then you keep learning about all these other things. And you're like, you know, the Democrats are supposed to be the politicians of the people. But it, it seems like they're, they're the, poli- you know, the politicians are taking advantage of the people more right. than helping the people go ahead. So. Right. I mean, I think they have become disconnected from rank-and-file Americans as you know, which is one of the reasons why Donald J. Trump won the presidency. Yeah. And the Democrats no longer identify with working Americans. They work. They mm-hmm. kind of seem to more identify with working illegal aliens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, and that's about the case, you know. And yeah. for those that are trying to get here to take American jobs, you know. Right. And it's you know I cringe when I see those interviews. Uh, you know, as they're talking to them, then they all say, well, I'm going to America because I'm going to get a job. And what yeah. they should be saying to them, whoever, so you're going to America to take an American's job. You know, right. That's the way it should be voiced, and they don't say that. And it's a shame because they should so more people understand that's really what's going on. Right. Hmm. It's a crazy world we live in. I don't know. It sure well, is. Dave, and, yeah, and we'll keep an eye out on Thursday. Anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're such an optimist. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on what happens on Thursday. But, you know, I was I was concerned, as, you know, were a number of people concerned about this amnesty. It sounded like, uh, you know, our president was talking like, uh, you know, softballing amnesty in a way. And many of us were concerned about that going on, where we want to keep with the hard-nosed deal. Because this has been going on for way too long. It's about time, you know, that we take a hard right. stance and, and stick to it. So we'll see what happens. But yep. I, I have little faith. You know what I mean, my friend? I have little faith at this I'm point. I'm skeptical that he's going to get anywhere with this deal, but maybe they will prove me wrong.